Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, everyone. Lord bless you today. I am going to share out of the book of Psalms, which I do frequently. There are so many Psalms, and I like taking them apart and looking at them because they're straightforward, and most of them are from David. And we start to see his heart. We start to see his ministry. We start to see what he has done and what he's doing and how the Psalms affects our lives today. Our Heavenly Father, as we look through the 53rd Psalm today, open our eyes that we can see you. Open our minds that we can hear from you. Lord, calm our spirits. Give us an intense desire to serve you with everything we have. Thank you for the Word of God. Thank you for Genesis yesterday. Thank you for the other passages, the other books that we look through in this passage of Scripture and the topics we talk about. God, lead us. Take care of us. Lord, I love you. I thank you for all the listeners. I pray you'd bless their lives in a mighty and powerful way. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, this is what David says in Psalm 53. The fool says in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt and their ways are vile. There is no one who does good. The fool says in his heart, there is no God. People, do you know like people like that? People said, hey, there's no God. What you're doing, you're, you're living a fantasy world. You're living a fantasy world. This world just happened with the Big Bang, you know? And there's a TV show called The Big Bang Theory. It's kind of a comical show and this and that, but you hear all sorts of things in, in world, the world that people that don't believe in God. But David says, the fool says in his heart, there is no God. I hope none of you ever say in your heart, there is no God. If you want to try to figure out creation, that would be really cool because we can't even comprehend how it came about. We can't comprehend how God has always been. We don't understand that. We don't get that. And that's where people struggle. They struggle with all sorts of astronomy. How can the stars be that big? How can they be so numerous you can't count? How can things go on forever and ever in infinity? How we have all these things that we can't comprehend. We don't know how God hears all our prayers at the same time. There's massive amounts of prayers going up around the world at the same time. How God hears them, we don't understand it. We will never understand it. Now, I don't know if God wants us to understand it. He just wants us to have faith and trust in Him and believe that when we call upon Him, He hears our prayers. I know He hears my prayers. I know He's answered many of my prayers directly, very directly. And there's sometimes it's taken a period of time. Sometimes it's uh, hard to figure out. But boy, I tell you, there's so many occasions that we've seen the power of God work and the Spirit of God work in people's lives. He, looks, he says in verse 2, God looks down from heaven on all mankind to see there are any who understand, any who seek God. To see if there are any who understand, any who seek Him. He wants people to seek Him. But you know what? He's given everyone a choice. Everyone in creation is given a choice. You know, yesterday I talked a little bit about Adam and Eve, talked a little bit about Noah. He gave him a choice. He gave all those people a choice uh, to follow him, follow him, and then no one would. And so Noah, you know, and his family was saved, and the world was destroyed because people had a choice. They didn't follow him. 
You know, everyone has turned away, uh, he says in, in Psalms. Everyone has turned away. All have become corrupt. There is no one who does good, not even one. Well, he recognizes that in this world, the Bible says that we've all sinned in Romans. We've all fallen short. We all need to repent and ask him to forgive us our sins. We are born in sin, every single one of us. And you know what? He's given all of us the choice to say, Jesus, I believe in you. Jesus, I believe that you are coming again. I believe that you were born to the Virgin Mary. I believe that you died on a cruel cross, and I believe that you rose again, and I believe that you ascended back to heaven. I believe that when you said every eye will see see me and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord, that that's going to happen, that we're all going to see you. Well, he goes on to say here, do all the, these evildoers know nothing? They devour my people as though eating bread. They never call on God. Boy, it's time to change, folks. And especially now in this generation and where we're at, it is time to change. It is time to call on God. We need to call on God every single day of our lives. God, lead me. God, guide me. God, take me to to new places in my walk with you. God has some plans for your life, folks. I don't know what they are. I'm living God's plan for my life right now. I'm in Boise, Idaho. I would have never guessed 40 years ago that I'd been in Boise, Idaho. I was very happy in Vancouver, Washington. I was very happy at a very uh, good church that was leading many people to God, that your church had grown rapidly and was one of the largest churches in our denomination. And God had used me and used all these other pastors. And, and man, I thought I'd probably just stay there for a long, long time, but when God said, hey, when he led me to Boise, Idaho, I kind of fought with him. I said, Lord, I, man, I've got a good situation where I'm at. Lord, I'm comfortable. I have my wife and I are young, 32 years old, have a have a young one-year-old son, and we have our own house finally, and we, we've got our head on our shoulders. We've got a lot of good things going, and now you want us to pull up roots and go to a church that's struggling to have 50 people on a Sunday morning and trying to rebuild the church? Lord, really? And Lord and I went round and round about that. And it wasn't until God really got a hold of my wife and led her. And because of the things she said, it led me. And I, I finally said yes to that call. And it wasn't easy. And man, am I glad I did. Because God knew what he was doing. He had a plan that was a lot greater than any plan that I could have imagined. And I think it's just begun. Even though I'm on my way out, I just think, when I say I'm on my way out, I mean in a few years I'm going to be, you know, probably retiring. And in fact, less than that, I'll probably be moving down and not being a senior pastor. But I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to be involved in ministry. I'll be involved in ministry as long as I live because I want to share the Word of God. I can't imagine just ever sitting on the sidelines. Oh, I might someday be called retired, but if I'm going to be retired, I'm going to be active retired because I want to follow God's will. we got a, a world that needs us, a world that needs direction. You know, and he says, oh, that salvation for Israel would come out of Zion. When God restores his people, let Jacob rejoice and Israel be glad. When God restores his people, God wants to restore his people today. He wants you and I to be a living witness, a living foundation for him. So what are you doing to make a difference in the world for Jesus Christ? What are you doing to have the hand in somebody else's life that is helping them in their process of spiritual growth? 
I have people, the reason our church has grown over the years was because people invited people. It wasn't anything that I did. I was just there praying and trusting God and trying to lead leaders, but it was the people who invited people. I often talked to people. I said, well, how'd you, how do you end up at Cloverdale? I was invited by this family. I was invited by that family. I was invited. I have a friend that just started coming uh, recently. He's a banker, a bank manager, and just uh, I'm just getting to know him, a wonderful guy. And uh, he, he's already invited people uh, to visit our church. I thought, how cool is that? You know, he's not afraid. And I went into the bank and talked to him and a couple of his associates uh, the other day just to, to just to stop and say hi and get to know him. And, man, all we talked about was God, the three of us in there. And that was it was the neatest thing in the whole world. But this guy's not afraid to stand up for what God's all about. People, we have to be a difference maker. We have to stand up. We got to do what it takes to share the word of God. You know, Psalms, uh, there's so many great Psalms. You know, Psalms 51 is a great Psalms too. Uh, In fact, for the first verse of that says, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion. Blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Folks, that's a prayer for all of us. We need to be praying that. Lord, Lord, cleanse me of my sin. Cleanse me of my attitude. Lord, I've got an attitude. Lord, I just, I don't want to be, I just don't want to be too involved in the church. Lord, I don't want to be too, just get too busy in the church. People, I'm telling you what, we need people to serve. We need to be, have people busy serving God and obeying what he leads us to do. He's got some marvelous things in store for his people. But we've got to listen and we got to be obedient. And so this year, since we're in January, this year, it's a time to change. It's a time to commit yourself to something. Commit yourself to reading God's word. We have a man in our church who's read the Bible through 15 years in a row, and he gives out one-year Bibles all the time so people can follow. You know, if you have a hard time reading, you can follow. It says day one, and uh, every day it tells you what to read. And you, and you read through that part, you'll read through the Bible in a year. My dad, the last 13 or 14 years of his life, read the Bible through every year systematically. You know, we need people to get into God's Word. We need, and God didn't say, hey, you got to read this much or that much. But get into his word, know his word, know him. Get into a relationship with him. Spend time with him. There's no greater time than early in the morning to get alone with him, even if it's for five minutes. Maybe start with five minutes or 10 and just call upon him. Even you have to make a list. My dad made a list uh, from time to time. One time he had 600 people on the list that he'd be praying for every day. He'd go over to the church. He'd kneel at the altar and he had this list and he'd pray for all those people. And he would pray and he'd pray. I'd go over there trying to get him out of something. And he was just at the altar on his knees praying for these people. That's what David is saying. Hey, look, have mercy on me, oh God. You know, your, your love is unfailing. And Lord, I just want you to cleanse me of my sins. Our Heavenly Father, cleanse us of our sins. Cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Help this to be a year that we share the good news of Jesus to the world, that we are not afraid, that we will be committed to you and the things you have for us. God bless these dear people today. Watch over my prey in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. 
If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.